0: The Revolution Show brought to you by SASDoc 2017, the conference to turn your SAS up to 11. The SAS Revolution Show has a new look for 2017 and is now powered by SASDoc. In this brand new episode, Alex Thumer is joined by the CEO and co founder of Hotjar, David Darman, who discussed the operational learnings of getting to 7 million ARR within 24 months, being founded in Malta, bootstrapped, and largely a remote organization. Let's hear more from David. Welcome to the show, Dr. David Darmanin, founder and CEO of Hotjar. Oh, thanks for having me, and you can drop the doctor. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to, I was about to say, but um, so, but, I mean, uh, on, on that note, I mean, there's, there's two firsts for the SaaS Revolution show today. Uh, you're the first doctor, uh, the, and the first founder from Malta. Um, uh, so uh, uh, it, that that's uh, something special there, um, and awesome. we. Always start the show, David, uh, by finding out more uh, about our guests. You know, we want to know more you know, about, you know, who is uh, David Dominin. so can you uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, as we were mentioning just before this, we started the interview. I was actually born in Australia, but I moved to Malta when I was eight because my parents are Maltese. Right. Mm-hmm. So unlike what many people think, Honduras is, is, is a Maltese company right now purely because the co-founder is the majority of us, we are Maltese. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've always had a, a passion for design. I think that's where my heart is. Uh, and the design, not just the pixels design, but the solving of, of problems with interfaces uh, and seamless experiences. I've always been really obsessed with this. Um, but this, this love of design led me down the route of, of uh, starting to work, work in marketing, in, in, in the web, and eventually to to CRO, conversion rate optimization. So I spent quite a few years working in-house in a software company, attending as many events, using as many platforms and tools as I could, and then I was lucky enough to work with conversion rate experts in the UK as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that pretty much brought back my background, which is software, and I said wow, the tools I'm using right now, I'm not really happy with them and I kind of wanted to solve the problem for myself, and that's, that's kind of what brought me to, to Hotjar. Hotjar is is kind of um, one solution that brings together multiple tools, which is kind of the solution I would have had to, love to have used maybe a decade ago myself.
0: <laughs> okay, and, and and so it's um, so through your design experience, through your conversion rate uh, optimization experience, you know, finding uh, or you know researching sort of other tools, couldn't find the tool that that you wanted. You've come up with uh, the idea. Uh, for for hot um and now it's only uh about two and a half years old, is that right or young
1: yeah um i th- yeah we're actually yeah, we just had the anniversary a few days ago of two years commercially released okay. because before that we had around a nine month beta program now, yeah.
0: okay and uh, and and are you you bootstrapped yeah, we are
1: bootstrapped, um, although it's good to clarify that we did, we did invest our, our own funds um, roughly around half a million euros, so okay. I wouldn't want to mislead other budding entrepreneurs to think that we did this with nothing, right? And sure. I like, to, I like to clarify this because before our drive, I tried to do a couple of projects and, and I, I, I failed them and probably, well, multiple reasons, but one of them was because I wasn't thinking big enough as well. Um, So with Hardjar, it was kind of the third try within a space of a year, Um, and basically this time around, we kind of wanted everyone on salaries from day one, so we are all focused, except me, obviously. (laughs) Um, So we had the whole team on salaries, Uh, we put enough money in there to build something really Kind of let's say quite big, right? Um, so, so that was important. But we don't have any kind of institutional investors or VCs on the board. So, we're lucky to kind of be our own engines. in a way. And I found a co-founder who could help with
0: that. So, 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 so that's great. That, um and, and thanks for clarifying that you 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 had this, you know, uh, half a million. Uh, to to invest from the beginning get everybody on salaries um, you know i i think for a, a, a lot of uh, bootstraps for the founders out there uh, you know that can be sort of quite uh, challenging um it's uh, you know have you ever tried to raise um, you know vc money or or do you think that you know hot job might be on on that path or do you, are you going to stay bootstrapped
1: it's an interesting journey this vc thing right so um, again, I'm, I'm not the type of person who kind of just follow the, the other companies, right? And mm-hmm. It is kind of the sexy thing to do, right? You go raise and then you can tell everyone how much you've raised. Um, but to be fair, when, when we were in, ending the beta um, period, I was already in talks with VCs because you never know what's going to happen, right? I, I believe in that mentor, which is always be raising, always be in contact with people who have money who want to invest in businesses if you're running a business. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so we, we actually received offers and we went through the whole negotiation, the terms, which was a very new experience for me. Mm-hmm. I'd never been in touch with that. And it was interesting because it, it, took, it took a little bit of focus away from the business, mm-hmm. right? And you start to realize when you look at the terms that depending on your game plan, and what we're trying to build, working with VCs is not always the right option. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd say we're still kind of on a journey of of self-discovery of what we want to achieve, but we're lucky enough, again, to be already very profitable and growing very fast. So kind of there wouldn't be a clear uh, kind of use of the money right now. Now you said, are we making plans? It, it could change, and mm-hmm. um, as entrepreneurs and the founders, kind of, we're always um, looking at the different paths, the different journeys we could go on, um, and of those, there aren't that many, right? But mm-hmm. of those, like a couple of important things a moment.
0: Well, it's good to, good to have options, uh, I, I, guess. And, um, yes. <laughs> so you're, uh, you, 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 mentioned, well, Hotjar is, uh, a, a Maltese, uh, SaaS company because of the, the nature of the fact that the co-founders are, are based in Malta, uh, which is a tiny island in the Mediterranean for those that may or, or, uh, you know, not have heard of it. Um, and, uh, do you see, uh, you being, uh, you know, based in, in Malta, which is, I guess, kind of, you know, not typical when you're you're thinking about you know sort of SaaS companies either in San Francisco or in these kind of like big sort of major hubs. Do you see it as a limiting factor in any way? Um, you know, have you thought about you know moving to San Francisco as you grow or uh, or another hub?
1: Yeah, we, we've put a lot of thought into it, and in fact, right now we're kind of doing a study to do like a, basically a, a corporate structure evaluation, right, to see. Uh, basically, whether our current structure makes sense given the growth we want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, let's put it this way: in an ideal scenario, I would love to keep Hunter and Malta, right? So mm-hmm. it, this is the community and the framework that supported me, that made me who I am. So I would love to give to give back to Malta as we grow. Uh, having said that, though, we have hit some operational challenges uh, being based in a tiny island, right? And it hasn't been. Uh, related to investors or whatnot. It's, it's actually ironically more related to, to banking and whatnot. <laughs> okay. Um, so there are tools that as, 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 a, as a SaaS startup we'd love to use, but they're not available to us because we're not incorporated, let's say, in a more common hub. So we're looking at, should we remain in Malta and maybe have subsidiaries that solve for this? Should we relocate in Malta to be a subsidiary? Will we own LP? So we're looking at all the different options. And that's finally where kind of my my, my legal background, that's the doctorate I have, actually mm-hmm. comes in the middle of the family for once. <laughs> um, so it's it's a fun it's a fun exercise to look at all those kind of different options and, and always trying to keep thinking big and thinking ahead and, and and
0: avoiding always trying to kind of get comfortable, which is so easy to do. Okay. And you, you mentioned, um, you just kind of, uh, celebrated the, the second year sort of commercial anniversary, uh, of Hotjar. Um, and, uh, so congratulations, uh, for that. I guess because you, you know, a lot of SaaS companies and, and maybe some of those that are, uh, listening, you, you know, um, you know, the first sort of couple of years, it, it's around, you know, just, just surviving right um uh uh so so getting to two years is uh, at least a, a milestone just in in, in that uh, respect um but i also hear that um you're not you know just surviving you, you're actually doing pretty well in, uh, in in a very short space of time in those two years so are you able to to share with us you know what your your, your current arr is
1: Sure, we'd love to. We're, we're,
0: overall, we're quite transparent, um, and we're actually blogging
1: about this journey. There's just a little bit of a delay. Probably my fault, but yeah, in terms of ARR, uh, in two years, we, we, it was kind of funny that literally on the two-year dots uh, commercially, from the commercial release, right, um, mm-hmm. we hit uh, 7 million euros in ARR, and we're growing around 8 to 10 percent a
0: month. Okay. Okay. Well, that's um, that, that's great growth in, uh, in in a short space of time. Um, so you, you know what I um, want to uh, go into now, David, is just a little bit uh, around the the operational learnings that you've had, you know, uh, along the way, uh, you know, to this seven million ARR, if, if, if that's okay.
1: Sure. Um, I think it's 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 something I actually enjoy talking about quite a lot, purely mm-hmm. because I was involved in a business before this was even before commercial Experts, where I joined when we were like 20, so very early on, and then we scaled this business to be, whatever, 150 people, so obviously going through, what, around 200 employees, um, <clears throat> and scaling the business quite a lot, and I, I actually ended up uh, in a VP position. So I, I saw some operation in nightmares, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun to have that, the gift of hindsight in terms of seeing how things can go wrong. And then, again, I, I give a hats off to the guys of Conversion Experts because they, they were running such a well-oiled um, business, let's say, that I learned a lot from, from what they were doing operationally. A more important, I learned from from experience, experience with of experts, was to kind of read and research about how other problem, how other uh, business, businesses, and as entrepreneurs, dealt with operation problems. So, the more I read um, uh, about startups and then the growth, especially when you're looking at fast or hyper growth, it's so important to invest into the operation side of things, mm-hmm. and basically. A good way of looking at it is that up to pretty much hitting 10 million in ARR, you really want to have top of mind to create a business which internally is operationally very, very sound. So you need to have a very, very good start. And the reason, main reason, is that up until 10 million ARR, you're kind of most, most of the world is not even noticing you, right? Right. <laughs> And, and that's the point where it's good for you not to focus too much on the outside, right? and focus on the inside to build a structure and foundation that, will, that can then take you from 10 to 100 let's say, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when you do hit 10 million ARR, that's the point where you are going to have a lot of eyes on you, and that's the point where you do not want to spend time creating structure and, and, and operation excellence, let's say, that's the point where You've got the will on the machine, mm-hmm. and then you can just focus on the outside factors and just focus on the growth.
0: So that's that's our game plan. Right okay, now. that's a, a good game plan and, and good uh, good advice there. And and if if we sort of break down, then you you know your um, the operational sort of structure, and you know if we look at things like recruiting, um, you know sort of the general sort of company strategy, you know team alignment, you know things like this, you know can you can you kind of give some of like the key pillars or, or, sure. you know, of, the, of the learnings that you've had on, on your journey and as you go towards 10 million? Sure. So,
1: so the, the one main pillar, I would say, we put a lot of um, emphasis in, into documenting, right? right? So we, being a remote business, it's good to clarify, funny, side story. In the beginning, we were three, four people based in Malta, even though we were literally kilometers away from each other. We were all working remotely, mm-hmm. purely because we knew we were not going to find all the people we needed in this journey anymore, right? So, actually, in actual fact, we always advertised and aimed to find the best people around the world with all the operational challenges that come with that. So, very, very on, we knew we had to document the way we wanted to work and have it in writing. Not, not, not very complicated, right? But you need to have a process that other people can then follow when they join you, right? Mm -hmm. So we we like this idea of having manuals, similar to how you have in in a hotel. If you have to be employed by a hotel, first thing on the first day would be to get the manual of the hotel, which explains how everything is run. We like to do the same thing at at Hotjar. So the documenting aspect was critical. We put a lot of effort into that. And, And it rides basically on this concept of Having simple, simple kind of uh, a weekly rhythm to the way we work. This is based on kind of this whole Agile Lean methodology, but it's it's even simpler in the sense that beginning of the week we plan what we're going to do that week. End of the week, the whole company demos, and then every day we do. Every team does a catch up between them. So basically, we have this structure that's used by every team as the company expands. It's kind of a system and a rhythm that we keep. So that's one. Two, we also, it was very clear to us that people, obviously, when, you, when you're growing a startup, especially fast growth, it's a people game. Right? It's, 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 we are a software, but in reality, it's like as a CEO, I need to focus on finding the best people as opposed to just building the best software. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in essence, if you build the best people team, then you can build the best software. So what we did was we actually put much more effort in the early Months into designing our recruitment process than we did in actually selling Podio, right? So we put much more effort right now into operations than we put into, let's say, marketing and sales. Which sounds ironic, but um, yeah, it's a more strategic play. Mm-hmm. So basically, the whole recruitment process is broken down into steps. There's things that we evaluate for, and um, so we we first a survey, a video, and in an interview. Then we bring people on board to do performance recruitment so we see how they work and they can see how we work. So it's really built to kind of try and as much as possible eliminate uh, any mismatches, I would say, right? Because it's... And then we we'll would be adding for us to say we find who's good for us or not. It's both ways. It's like trying to find where there is a match or mismatch as early on as possible. Purely because... Obviously getting the wrong people on board, the the right the wrong match can be painfully expensive for a startup. So mm-hmm. we've put a lot of effort into that. It's very well documented, structures, people and whatnot. And, and what's great is that now that we have that in place and we have tweaked this quite a few times, we now again have this system and engine that we can now run at scale. And it's far from perfect. So we're constantly optimizing it. So, for example, right now we identified the biggest problem we have is that this discussion about salary and expectations and ranges. So now we're working on a project to put all ranges public on our, on our sites, mm-hmm.
0: right?
1: just because it's going to make the process so much easier. So just as we use Hotjar to kind of optimize sites, we use that same methodology to optimize our operations. Right? So that's number two. It's a long answer. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: It's a, it, it's the, we want the detail. We want the depth. So it's great. <laughs> and then
1: number three was our model of leadership. So we made a conscious decision to, to lead versus manage. So even if you look at our structure, we don't have managers. We have needs. Um, and we have opted for a system where we have a, quite a big leadership team. So right now, I think 40%... we're not a big number, we're only 30 people right now, pretty much 40% of the 30 are in leadership. Mm -hmm. And this is the model we want to have, this grassroots model of leadership. Um, And and the way it works is that the leadership team together is responsible for creating what's called a one-page strategic document. And this document, which is just one simple page, lays down our vision, our big, hairy, audacious goal for the next 10 years, where we want to be in five years, the key initiatives where we want to be in, in in one year, and the key projects as well. And it looks at our strengths and our weaknesses. And the whole idea about this document, which is a living, changing document, every quarter we review it, mm-hmm. is it's there, it's accessible to everyone, and um, even the meetings where we have in leadership are recorded and accessible to our company. And The whole idea there is we want to enable and empower everyone in the team to take decisions. So you don't need to go to your line manager to ask them, what should I do? You know what the purpose of the company is. You know where we're going. And it becomes much easier to just take decisions uh, and and do the how, as opposed to kind of going to someone to get the results. So that's that's the kind of uh, big framework of -hmm. these three pillars.
0: Okay. No, it's, uh, I mean, really great um, uh, depth and insights there. Um, a, A great framework, very interesting around the, the leadership concept to, to have such a high number of, uh, of leaders. But I think that the, the, there's obviously a, a lot of sense in there and the, it, it's, it's working for you. Um, and I, I love this whole, um, uh, you know, sort of strategy just around the, uh, the, the documentation, you know, having these manuals, so you say like the hotels, I, I think perhaps it, it, you know, for, certainly for the early stage, uh, you know, sort of startups, it, it, it might be something that is often sort of overlooked as you, know, acquisition at all costs is kind of, you know, the, mm-hmm. the focus with a, a, a lot of companies, right? But, um, mm-hmm. sometimes not, um, not to, not to great effect. Uh, um, so very interesting to, to, to see your focus and, uh, and how that's worked. So. Um uh, so thanks for the uh, the insights there now what about your the challenges you face i mean obviously um, you know, being you know in Malta is perhaps you know a, a challenge, perhaps an a you know a, advantage. We, we've kind of discussed that, but generally, as you you know as you're growing Hotjar, as you've get, got to seven million, as you're looking to go to ten million, and you know potentially hundred, um, you, you know what are the challenges you face as a CEO um, uh, in, in growing your company? Yeah, it's it's
1: it's people. It's always people, like finding. Really um, amazing uh, team members that have the same work ethic, the mindset that we currently have, to, and, and to join us, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a big challenge. Um,
0: and, and and is that, um, is it in part? Do you think that challenge is, is linked to the the remote organization sort of structure? Do you think if
1: definitely yeah. definitely there are disadvantages less to the remote itself, but more let's say, the limitations that we have as entrepreneurs, at least the founders, right? Mm-hmm. So, the fact that the most of us are were based in Malta for quite a few years before we started Hotjar, our networks are much more limited compared to, mm-hmm. let's say, someone who started off in, in, in San Francisco, right, yeah. for example, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, unfortunately, yes, it, it, it is a disadvantage but we're not letting it get to us and instead we're we're working on many projects that help us build out this this network. So, for example, one thing that I launched as a personal initiative now is is the Hotjar X Awards. Mm-hmm. So it's basically it's um, it's kind of we're calling it the Oscars for very early stage uh, startups. So ones where they have not yet raised or maybe a tiny amounts or are still not at the revenue stage. And basically, they, they stand to win up to, I think, 30,000 euros in, in award money. Um, and the idea is that we were then flying in and hosting teams here more than a in than and Villa overlooking the beach, uh, and we spent two days looking at how to build a digital business, and finally there is the award-winning ceremony. So, as a CEO, it's all about me creating, and, and more than creating, empowering our current team to kind mm. of build better networks and, and kind of... Show what we're doing at yeah. right? Hotjar because we know that once people see what we're doing, they're typically
0: quite excited to join us. So it's it's more putting more effort into that. visibility very cool. And, and do you do anything? Um, I, I guess you know, with the remote organization from a cultural perspective, to make you know the Hotjar team feel you know uh, closer together, even though you're you know far apart. Is is there any initiatives um, that that are interesting or unique?
1: Yeah, definitely. So we do kind of this whole idea of, of retreats. So we do, we do them twice a year. So last December we went to Utah for, a, a, let's say, more snow-friendly event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the summer we're going to Marbella and Spain. So those are really, really fun. And then we also, for our product teams, so we're, we're looking to build all our product teams in Europe. And so what we do is we do hackathons in Malta, so we fly in a team and we spend some time together and build interesting stuff every now and then, um, and then every every department and team also has a project to to organize their own uh, meetups between them as well. So meeting up person in, in a given location, and we find this this um, this way of working to be extremely effective. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the, the remote setup it gives you freedom and flexibility and focus. More importantly, to get the work done. But then when we do meet up, we really focus on having fun together and getting more. Let's say.
0: Quality time together as a team. Okay, very cool. And has there been, you know, any one thing, um, you know, from the strategy that you've implemented that that you saw as sort of really moved the needle of, of the business? Is it any one thing, or is it just a culmination of uh, of many things? Yeah, I wouldn't, I
1: wouldn't say there's any one thing. It's, it's many things, mm-hmm. but within those things, there is one thing is common, which is this whole idea of. Iteratively trying a new way of doing it until you find that that new way of doing it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, we, we actually reached out to some people that worked at, at Spotify in the early years, um, being a European startup, right? And h- half the other ownership of, of the founders of Hodge are actually Swedish. Okay. So, it was kind of a natural connection to us. And We reached out to see more than what solutions they used, how they got to their solutions. And it was interesting to see that there was this common thread, which was, like, the key is not to try and find the solution, but to constantly reinvent the process and the way you're doing things until you find a better way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's always been the case for us. To never settle uh, and be and welcome change, basically. And that's something we try and get uh, into the team spirit as well, right, the,
0: change is good we should expand. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And you mentioned um, uh, sort of earlier just around this sort of you know one page strategic document that you have with your with your B-hags, with you know where you want to be in one year's time, where you want to be in five years time, you know, what are uh, if, if you're happy to share, you know, what are the goals for Hotjar for uh, for 2017?
1: So the goals for 2017 um, are mainly related to us um, focusing on building out a better leadership team. And mm-hmm. um, so we're definitely looking to kind of strengthen that, that capability. Um, we are also though looking at solving for internal challenges. So for example, the ability to scale up our the service we offer within the app. So customer success and what we call the Hajjar Hero team. Mm-hmm. Um, they are there to offer kind of lack of more proactive uh, relationship assistance and whatnot um, so yeah you'd be surprised that many of the challenges are, are more usually related to to operational issues so we touched upon that before let's say Anyone who's experiencing any type of growth in a startup, it's like it it should be really top of mind. It's really important to think about
0: that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So last question as we're uh, coming to the end of the show now, David. But, uh, you know, we know that um, you're speaking at Sastoc 2017 in September in uh, in Dublin. Um, So very excited about that. And, uh, you know, what can we expect to hear and learn from you uh, at the conference? Yeah,
1: I'm really looking forward to speaking at the event, especially since pretty much I'm going to touch upon some of the stuff we talked about, which is this kind of fast growth in such a short period of time. What were the main challenges? And we're going to get quite tactical as well, right? Look Mm -hmm. at some actual examples and and, and situations, let's call them, and how we dealt with it. So um, I think it's only fair that as entrepreneurs, when we do experience success, that we share a little bit of that journey with others, because that's how we learn about ourselves.
0: No, absolutely. So, uh, really looking forward to that, David. So, um, just on, on that note, uh, you know, thanks for being on the show today. You know, our first guest uh, from Malta, and you know, congratulations on you know the, the, the great success in the in the short uh, period of time. So, uh, looking forward to I think you, you know maybe you hitting uh, ten million ARR by uh, by September at, at, at Sastock and uh, <laughs> uh, seeing the uh, the, the keys. Celebrate yeah, public. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see the uh, uh, the, the, the PowerPoint. Or the keynote, um, you know, ARR sort of change uh, by that time. And, uh, uh, and yeah, you, you know, um, all, all the best with, uh, with Hot John. Look forward to seeing you in, uh, in September. Thanks, Alex.
1: Thanks, Alex. And again, thanks for
0: having me. You're
1: welcome.